2: paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone.
3: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the latest edition of the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts, your host for this show every Sunday night, brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network. This week, I am joined by a special guest, a guy I have been wanting to do a podcast with for a long time now, and that is big bro Rich Schofield. Rich, how are you doing tonight, man?
4: Hey, I'm doing well, Jeremy. Uh, You know, it's interesting. You're one of the few folks Dave and I were not able to get onto our show. Um, oh yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll have to do that. Most <laughs>
4: everybody else has come on our show before they've gotten into regular their own regular show. We've had them come on with us first. Yeah. Uh to kind of introduce them to everybody, but that didn't happen for you.
3: Yeah, I don't I can't remember if um if your show started after mine did or if uh mine came in after yours. I don't remember uh cuz I did did the Steelers um fantasy football fix for Right for a while back in 2020 so i don't i don't remember when you guys started your podcast but
4: oh we were uh we were in 20 we started uh oh man well it started it actually started with dave and he had had the regular tuesday night show and he had i don't even remember when it was might have been 2019 or right there in 2020 yeah but you know we we've had almost everybody else on our show except for you and I'm not sure <laughs> well, why that, ha- why that happened. Maybe I'll have well, to, you know what? It's, it's just another thing for
3: me to give Dave a really bad time about. Yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be his fault. You know, and yep. he's, he's the guy who handles, handles all this, right? That's, that's <laughs> right. I, I'm the big
4: brother, but he's the one in charge of, uh, of the podcast. So it's, you know, that's right.
3: It's his fault. Are, now, are you the biggest brother? Are you the oldest in the family? Uh, no, I have an older sister. You do okay. Yeah, I got. You. So there are there are four
4: Schofield siblings: two boys, two girls, and it went girl, boy, girl, boy. So okay, Dave is the baby. Go.
3: Yeah, man. So I'm the oldest son, the oldest child of four, as well. Uh, three boys in a row, and then a baby girl at the end. But can't say that anymore. We're all married and living, hopefully, happily ever after. You and I were talking before <laughs> the show. It's not quite always happily ever after, but ever after as it is
4: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say happy father's day to all the fathers out yes. there i was telling jeremy this has been the most hectic almost downright lousy
3: father's day i have ever had so <laughs> yeah well hopefully we can brighten things up on this show today this is the show where we answer your questions if you have questions for us about the pittsburgh steelers if you want our uh, humble opinions on the black and gold go ahead and fire those off in the comment section we will get to those but uh rich while we're waiting for for questions i think it's it's an important time of year for the steelers um these they're heading off their separate directions all the players coaches for the final month of me time if you will before yep. things really get going and i don't know if you got a chance to watch um those snippet that the steelers put out on social media from Mike Tomlin, given his end of mini camp speech to the guys and talking about how they need to stay prepared and stay ready and uh, stay mentally sharp and get better every year. They're expected to get better. And that goes into this, this next month as well. They, yes, it's time off for them, but staying mentally sharp is going to be huge as they head into one of the more physical and one of the best training camp environments, NFL at La Trobe. What are you thinking uh, and excited about for this, this next month as the Steelers uh, prepare for training camp? Well, um,
4: first all, I'll just say a little bit about uh, coach Tom and kind of what he had to say there at the end of camp. You know, uh, I really liked it. It was, it, it, it was kind of sending the message to the guys, Hey, you're going to go have a month of you time. Some of you are going to take vacations. You're going to spend some time with family. You're going to do those things. But he was basically saying to them, don't lose focus on what our plans are as a team. We want you mm-hmm. to go enjoy that, but don't forget about the Steelers. And I I think in Coach Tomlin's own it being Father's Day, I'll say fatherly way. Yes, absolutely was kind of hinting at the guy saying. Please be thinking of our season before every decision you make. Do not go out there in the next four weeks and do something
3: totally stupid. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. TJ Watt, be careful by your pool, man. (laughs) Yes. TJ Watt, be careful
4: at your pool. You know, hey, if you're going to go on vacation and go, you know, some of these guys and you're going to go hang out in the bar you know, do not go get tanked and get, you know, yep, somebody catch you on their phone, you know, doing something wild or stupid. Do not yep. get caught with a DUI. Uh, you know, um, sorry, Coach Huggins at WVU, uh, he, he yep. spent his last time after a DUI in Pittsburgh this weekend, yeah. So, um, so, so I like that from Coach Tomlin training camp. Look, in terms of what the Steelers might pull off before training camp, I'm not even sure. I mean, I am just so enamored, I guess would be a great word right now, by the yeah. things that Omar Khan has done with his team. I, I can't even begin to guess. I think somebody, I think I saw somebody threw up there that uh, first question talking something about that. Yep, Here it was. Um Yep. Where, where Thomas said, hey, I want to know Rich thinks we're going to pick up next, big signing like Chase. Uh, you know what? Thomas, it, something like that really wouldn't surprise me. Right. Um absolutely. It, but right now, I'm really at a point where I, it, it it's hard for me to guess. It used to be a little easier with, with Kevin Colbert, I felt, because typically you could look at, Kind of hey, where the steelers still maybe missing a couple pieces, they'll do something mid-range, they'll do something here there. I don't know what Omar Khan could pull out of his hat. So yeah. uh I expect something else to probably happen before camp.
3: Yeah, I, I agree will say that here exactly what it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, but- there's there's some holes to fill. Extra BLK says, Why is there no talk about the Neil Hunter instead of Chase Young? That's a good question, too. He's um obviously a, a member of the Minnesota Vikings but he's been he's been uh not necessarily unhappy but kind of some somebody that they've been hesitant to keep on the roster for any large amount of money and I know that he wants to prove himself so you know he he's a guy still young i think he's only like 27 28 years old mm-hmm. despite having quite a, a successful career in and, and, and a long career to this point as well i think he came into the league at like 20 years old or something like that been playing for a long time already um so yeah i can see you know the, the why that question would be there it, it's it's intriguing to me though when you look at the steelers additions uh, a lot of what they've done this year is make additions based on a uh, previous experience with that player especially in the free agency realm you talk about isaac samalu you talk about n- nate herbig those guys coming uh, over from uh, Philadelphia, where um, our assistant GM Andy Weedle has been for for several years before coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think even uh, Cole Holcomb, they had somebody on the staff had prior experience with him as well. So you, you're talking about the areas where there's prior experience. From what it seems like, Mike Tomlin did a lot of digging, did a lot of research into Chase Young, even though he knew he couldn't get him early in the draft he's somebody that they did a lot of tape study a lot of watching the film of obviously Ohio State player the Steelers have an affinity for Ohio State players um, you know he's he's a guy that Mike Tomlin at least would have prior experience with getting to know him very well that's why I think the Chase Young rumors are so uh, fiery right now and uh, you've got our own Jeff Hartman getting inside information straight out of the Steelers uh, front office on that so it's or somebody with access to the Steelers front office. And so you're talking about that kind of getting getting going that way. But Daniel Hunter is a very intriguing name. Do you have any thoughts on uh, why he could be in the conversation? Well, I don't.
4: I think you hit most of the reasons why he should still be in the conversation. And this is another point I'll bring up about Omar Khan. Right now we're hearing everything about Chase Young. That doesn't mean Omar Khan's not doing work on, on right. the back end and looking into Daniel Hunter or anything like that. Um, it's just that we've picked up that there was a little bit of interest maybe in, in chase and, and as fans, we've all kind of run with it. Right. (laughs) Um, um, that does not mean that nothing has been said about Daniel Hunter. They're not potentially exploring anything there. It's just nothing has leaked out about that. So fans aren't talking about it.
3: Right. Let's pop up the next question here from, uh, zero Kamai. I hope I'm saying that right is their coverage linebacker on the roster or do they need to acquire one that's going to be a question we're going to be asking uh even into training camp I think unless you see a move do you see a move in the Steelers near, near future at inside linebacker do you feel like they feel comfortable with Cole Holcomb or maybe Mark Robinson kind of filling that coverage linebacker role or maybe a safety dropping down like maybe Keanu Neal what do you think about that uh I would if we don't go out
4: and look into potentially something more in the cover coverage linebacker, I expect to see more three safety set. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. and, and potentially dropping somebody like Neil um, de- down into the box a little more and kind of become that coverage linebacker um, would not surprise me at all. So uh, I, I think that one can kind of be answered in the fact that I'm not sure that the Steelers are happy with their coverage linebacker. If they go and get one, it would not surprise me. Actually, where it really wouldn't surprise me if it didn't happen until after training camp.
3: Yeah. Cutdowns and, and things yes. like
4: that. Yep, They may go look through, through the cutdowns, but I think right now the Steelers are comfortable with saying, okay, we're okay with what we have, and if we need more coverage, we have it in the safety area that we could work in. Right. There. so so i don't
3: think this i don't think the steelers are panicking over that yeah. right now i would tend to agree with you there and i think you bring up a fantastic point about after training camp because there may be situations across the scope of 32 teams where you get a rookie or second year player at a, a position like linebacker where they just show out in training camp and in preseason and even if there's not an injury to maybe said higher paid starter um, that's ahead of that rookie, if that rookie shows out, if that second year player shows out and, and earns a job and a team's like, well, we can pay this guy, his rookie salary, or we can pay this guy that we, that we bought for big bucks on the free agent market and probably get the same type of, of play out of either one. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and cut the, the higher price guy and, and, uh, stay with our young buck here. So you got all sorts of situations that could that could develop for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for any of the teams across the league. As uh, we get closer to the start of the regular season, so much time left on the clock here. Um, fantastic question though, from Ciro. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I apologize. Afton, one of our uh, top listeners here on the Sunday night Q and a asks, who is the partnership you most want to see this season. TJ and Alex, Pat, Pete, and Joey Porter Jr., Cam, and Keanu. There's several to look forward to here. I think I'll go ahead and answer this one, Dave, before I turn it over to you. Uh, I'm rich. Please don't call me Dave. Oh, oh, Please, 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 please. please. (laughs) I apologize, man. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) Rich, that (laughs) is my bad. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer (laughs) this, Rich, uh, with TJ and Alex. Those two guys to me are are going to be the driving force behind the success of the Steelers defense. And their ability to get after quarterbacks, it's going to do everything for the guys on the back end. Um I, I I obviously excited for Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice on the back end, but I'm really just I'm ready to see the strength of this team in full force for a full season after we've seen Alex Highsmith really um take the next step so TJ Watt stay healthy buddy Alex Highsmith stay healthy let's see what you guys can do let's see the numbers you guys can produce and how good this defense can be because of that that's what I'm looking forward to most you got an answer for this question yeah I do uh, I'm actually
4: really looking forward to seeing cam and Keanu um yeah. basically because you know I, I look at this as as cam Hayward really coming towards the Twilight of 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 his career and I think Keanu might have the might right kind of mindset to really take on some mentorship from cam Hayward and could really learn a lot and could really help set the Steelers defensive line up in a good way for the next yeah. several
3: years. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you're talking duos uh, that need to have high impact, those two guys are are a big deal. Uh, Keanu Benton is going to be asked to play multiple positions on the defensive line. Um, and you've got a guy in Larry Ogunjobi, uh, that obviously you're hoping plays kind of that, uh, three, four defensive end role for the Steelers opposite Kim Hayward, but he's had an injury history. Keanu Benton is, is a guy who can play, like I said, multiple spots. So he's gonna be asked to do a lot. Hopefully this kind of lines up with what we're talking about here. This question from Thomas uh, says, how many of our rookies do you think will actually get on the field for game one against San Fran? Fantastic question. Rich, what do you think? Um, if you really go back and I'll I'll take it you can call me
4: Dave here for a second, because I'm going to go with a Dave (laughs) type of thought on this. If you really go back and you look and you crunch it up, up all the numbers, the number you would really be best at saying is one, Hmm. potentially one rookie starting game one against San Francisco.
3: Is that Broderick Jones for you? Um, I would
4: probably lean that way. It, it's it's probably either gonna be Roderick Jones or Jerry or Joey Porter Jr. It's gonna be gotcha. one of the two of them. Will potentially come out and basically they won't be given the starting spot right away, but they will perform yeah. so well in the preseason that the Steelers will not be able to keep them off the field, you know, first yeah. game at home against San Francisco. Anybody else? That we, I, I would say there'd be two or three others. We're going to see two yeah. or three games in potentially, but probably not game one.
3: Sure, I think the the term like starting that's something you know we we can debate there. But as for, like the question here was um, was get on the know, field, get on the field. You know that's going to be that's a little more interesting to me. I think Darnell Washington sees the field a lot uh, in week yep. one. I think, um, you know, Prodrick Jones is probably the guy you're pegging to start. Hopefully, you know, you spent that first round pick on him. You want him to be your starting left tackle. You want him to be better than Dan Moore Jr. If that's the case or or you want Dan Moore Jr. to just blow everybody's socks off and become a a pro bowl caliber left tackle. That's kind of your hopes there. But um, Joey Porter Jr., um, Keanu Benton, those four guys to me kind of uh, hit hit the number here as, as we'll probably see those guys in some capacity in week one. But um, as far as starters go, yeah, I, I agree with you. Maybe just yeah. one getting on the, the starting roster, it, if you will.
4: Right. In terms of getting on the field, then then that gets a little tougher to call, actually, because what do we consider getting on the field? Are special, Our special teams, teams getting too? on the yeah. field? Because a yeah, special yeah. team gets on is is considered rookie. We could have an undrafted free agent on the roster that will actually see, see the field in game one because they potentially play special teams. Yeah. So um, so, so actually, Thomas, that question becomes really good and actually is a really tough breakdown because of that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really unique uh, this Steelers season because you've got a draft class that we all have really high hopes for. And if, if that's the case, then, then you're hoping to see those guys sooner rather than later. But you've got also guys that you drafted for big-time roles as well. Um, I think Darnell Washington is going to be one of the – big role players on this offense just because of what uh, the, he'll be asked to do to uh, uh, be involved in the passing game and in, in red zone opportunities to be involved in the running game um, in, in the RPO game whatever Matt Canada wants to run he can help you because he can he can work as a blocker he can work as a receiver and uh, really just give you a, a leg up a, a mismatch if you will uh, on the defense's that they will play especially a good defense like san francisco in week one get as many mismatches on the field as you can against those boys here's a good question from brian mizwa don't we once again open a roster spot do you think con has something up his sleeve i haven't counted recently rich but i do believe it is still 89 players on the roster
4: I believe so because we uh who was that we released the other day? It was somebody I of course had never heard of, but we yeah, did release same, somebody. Same and
3: uh um, wide receiver, I think maybe or yeah,
4: so so uh I believe there is one spot. Um Yeah, you never know with, with Omar Khan, as yeah. I you know, as I like to call him, you know, the con man, the you know um he, <laughs> really he's a magician uh you don't know what he might have up his sleeve
3: yeah you really don't and you know with the 90th spot on the roster uh you'd hope for that guy to be a high impact player but most likely what's going to happen is it's going to be just a guy that they have familiarity with um from the college ranks or a guy who gets cut from another roster that they want to bring in as a body. Um, You know, maybe, uh, maybe somebody on defense, uh, another wide receiver, you know, that's probably the more likely outcome here, but you never know. Like you said, with Omar Khan, it it could be, it could be a really incredible. Brian Brown has a question for us. Do you guys think this was the Steelers best draft since the seventies it's kind of premature to make a, a final he, decision on he, that. He actually he, then
4: came a couple of things down and said, did he? potentially he meant
3: potentially. Means. Okay. Potentially. Okay. Yep. So um, go for it. Uh,
4: you know, this draft might be the one I'm most excited about in a long, long time. And as an overall draft class. Now of course we have drafted players that I've been extremely high on Um You know, I just go back to when we landed Ben Roethlisberger that year. I couldn't believe he fell that far and the Steelers were able to draft him. Um, And as you see, that turned out great. Um, This particular draft class has me excited because it would, you know, if. If say four or five of them work out to their potential.
3: Yeah,
4: this could be one of those magical drafts like a few of those we had in the 70s
3: i agree with you and uh, as a more recent study the seahawks draft class last year that put so many starters on the field including Tariq woolen uh, uh, kenneth walker their running back they had some some other players on the offensive line that that were major contributors from that rookie class a really solid rookie class that helped lead that team to the playoffs you can even look at the jets rookie class from uh, a couple years ago as, or from last year as well with uh, Brees Hall and and Garrett Wilson kind of leading the way until Brees Hall's injury, there's there's been some really good draft classes that have taken teams over the top as as competitive goes, and the Steelers could have very well landed a draft class like that for sure. Here's another question: Deal with it. One of my favorite names on the the chat i'm hearing holcomb going to be our three down backer with roberts as our run stopper not sure about backup depth though except for robinson and way it sounds he won't be starter till next season Uh, not necessarily a question but an observation i guess do you feel comfortable if if uh cole holcomb is our three down linebacker going into 2023
4: the question isn't so much as if I'm comfortable, the question yeah. is, is, is the coaching staff comfortable? I would imagine if the coaching staff is not comfortable with that, we'll definitely see a move of some sort.
3: Yeah. Um, well, Rich, I know, co- I know Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan have you on speed dial yes. for, for your opinion though, on these matters. So, you know, uh, if you're in, not in comfortable case, with it, when, they might when I be. hear
4: when, when, yeah, when, when coach Tomlin gets on the phone with me or actually sends me an email,
3: uh, yeah, he's more go. of
4: an email guy. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure to to set, to just really point out my concern yes. really is what I see as the overall talent at inside linebacker in terms of depth cuz yeah. we're really looking at three guys and there are three guys that all have some question marks. Yes they do. Which really isn't much different from where we sat last year at this time. Right. <laughs> Very much so. So,
3: yeah, you had a guy.
4: As a fan, I'm going to say, yeah, there's still got to be some concern there because we were sitting in the same exact spot last year. We've changed out a couple of the faces and we're right back where we were.
3: Yeah, deal with it's right, though. Cole Holcomb has been uh, talked up. There's been several articles from insiders uh, in Pittsburgh. There's been, um, you know, talk from inside the building that he was. He was the, the prize of free agency for them. That's what they wanted to add to their defense. And um, Isaac Siomalo has kind of been in that category as well. But as far as getting him on defense, he's, it seems like the Steelers were like, this is the guy we want. They were targeting him. It wasn't just, oh, these other guys are gone. So let's settle for Cole Holcomb. He kind of was the guy that, that was on their radar as far as what they wanted to spend and the type of skill set that he that he possesses. Um, I really like Landon Roberts as a as a blitzing linebacker, as a run-stuffing linebacker, but uh, he's got some injury history. I believe a, a foot injury from last year was was an issue. So we're gonna have to see if if these guys can be healthy. And I totally 100% agree with you. Depth is a little scary at inside linebacker. And I I've always said, I don't know if you agree. Before we go to break here, um, that the Steelers. Defense is is really never right until unless they have an all star linebacker uh, playing the middle and and roaming the field. Uh, it's never a, uh, the steel curtain of old, if you will, the uh, early two thousands defenses that were just so good with Larry Foote and and James Ferrier Manning the the middle. Even Ryan Shazier coming into his own, you could see that defense starting to work in twenty seventeen before his injury. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Steelers can overcome that. Let's go to break real quick. And when we come back uh, on the audio side, we will uh, keep answering questions here on the live broadcast, though. We're not going anywhere. Just stick with us. We will be right back on the Steelers Sunday night. Q and a.
1: Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing. And so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation, all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit LightsonEnergy.com
2: Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
0: a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone.
3: And we're back, Rich, on the Steelers Sunday Night Q and A, brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network. If you're not following the Steel C Network on Twitter or uh, Facebook, if you're not subscribed to us, you need to do so. We're bringing you content every single day, multiple times a day. All the Steelers content you could ask for, and more. Rich, I know this has been an exciting time for us on the podcast side, but. We're getting we're getting into kind of the doldrums of the offseason here. So what we're trying to talk about is is storylines that can keep us excited through the uh through the 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 dull part of the offseason. Uh for the title of the show, I kind of had it named after the uh famous Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. sound of silence song. So we're talking what are the Steelers sounds of silence during this offseason? Let's get to some more questions here. Matthew Bunk asks us, is Alex Highsmith going to get a contract extension before the season? It's been a lot of talk, Rich. What do you think? Uh, I
4: really think it probably gets done before the season. This is another one that may not happen uh, before the end of training camp, but I would imagine uh, probably somewhere going into that last, before that last week, uh, before the start of the season.
3: Yeah, it, I agree with you. There's, there's a lot on the table for, for both both sides. I think like Alex Highsmith, and if he has another double-digit sack season, uh, couldn't he be in line for a, just a massive payday somewhere else? Uh, so it never really made sense to me from his angle, uh, except for the fact that he really uh, likes being in Pittsburgh, likes the team that, dynamic that they've built, obviously. So I, I think if you're the Steelers, you do everything you can to get this guy under contract this year before he goes and has another 1415 sacks and and prices himself right out of the steel city that's going to be uh, an interesting uh, piece to watch here over the next few weeks here's a question aquatic life says there is only one true question are we the steelers who we thought we are shout out to coach dennis green if it is true we are a playoff contender almost automatically not just Oh, okay. I'm sorry. If it is true, we are a playoff contender almost automatically, not just a playoff team. So he's saying we're a, we're a contender for potentially a championship. If the Steelers are what we've talked them up to be this off season, are are you hitting the brakes a little bit on that conversation, rich? Or, or do you think the potential of this team has, has them right where they want to be? I, I tend
4: to pump the brakes on that one just a little bit. Um, yeah. Because some of what we would be depending on at this point in time for the Steelers are very young players. We're talking a lot of players in their first and second years, uh, and a couple just in their third year. We are not, we, you know, at, at our skilled positions in particular, we're not a particularly veteran team. Um, yeah.
3: You're very, which, very true. Which
4: can make them a little bit unpredictable there are going to be some spots this season where you're going to see the Steelers have some growing pains. They'll probably, you know, I would say this team's probably going to win some games that people uh, might not think they can. And we're all going to be excited and think, Oh my gosh, you know, they're ready to make the push Super Bowl, Here we come. And then they'll turn around a week or two later and lose to somebody. We have no business losing <laughs> to. Yes. That's what a, a young team has a tendency to do from time to time. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to, for my own personal sanity, <laughs> put this at a place where, where I'm going to understand that it could be that kind of year where yeah. they win some games. We don't expect them to win. They could lose a game or two. We don't expect them to lose. Um, I, I see the Steelers could get into the playoffs and make a little noise. Um, Again, if they just happen to come in and get hot at the right time, I see the talents there. Yeah. Uh, the question's just about how are they playing at a particular time. Yeah,
3: I think the schedule's very favorable favorable for them to um, be in, in the conversation as, yeah, we're, we've got maybe even one of the better records in football. Uh, on the AFC side but there's there's going to be questions then about the legitimacy of it if they haven't played a lot of big name teams getting the drawing the AFC South this year was a big boost for them I've predicted for the last several weeks now that the winner of the AFC North will be the number one seed in the AFC because they have the benefit of playing those AFC South teams and the NFC West you you've got a couple tough teams uh, and then you've got the Rams and the Cardinals that that seem to be working through some some major issues, uh, so you've you've got some some the potential to with the other teams you're playing as far as your schedule goes to to jump out to some some big wins early, uh, and 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 maybe even ride that wave to a, a high seed or at least a a high wild card seed. So. Let's move on to a, a good question here from Sherry Richards. Do you think the offense can improve enough to average 24 points a game? If it does watch out, I agree with that. If it does watch out, Rich, do you think this offense can be that good, that efficient on a per game basis?
4: Um, I think they could. I really think it comes down to the jump we see from Kenny Pickett from year one to year two. Yes. Uh, if he makes that, if he makes a nice big sophomore jump and just, has a better grasp of the offense and the system the weapons are there that they could do it
3: i agree with you there and i think also the formula we saw at the end of last season you just got to score more touchdowns when you get down in the red zone (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. these long drives they were working but a lot of them ended in field goals a lot of them ended in stall outs and chris boswell didn't have his best year last year either so we had some missed kicks Um, if, if we couldn't quite get into the red zone, so more efficiency in scoring position is going to help this team a lot. And I think the way they want to play football with that ground and pound, it's going to be up to Kenny Pickett in situational football, red zone football, third downs. It's going to be up to those to him and those playmakers to, uh, take the team to the next level, maybe add some more explosion to the offense as well. But overall, I think you know, efficiency's kind of been my key word this whole offseason for the offense. Get more efficient, and a lot of those concerns go away. 24 points a game with this defense would give me uh, some warm fuzzies about their potential uh, throughout the season. Um, I don't know if you – do you see another question here? Um, Rich, I'm yeah, trying to find one here. Let's try there. Claude oh, there says, go. do you believe that the Steelers have a top
4: five defense?
3: I do. I really do. And I think that it's gonna it's gonna depend a lot on how the secondary can gel quickly. But I think with the the front seven, they've got a real shot to be. Um,
4: I think they have the shot to be. I'm not really ready to put them there yet. And the only reason I'm not ready to put them there is that there are just too many new pieces for me to feel comfortable saying yes, they're here. Because until I really get a chance to see some of these, you know, free agents and and young players get in and try to gel um with what was already there it's tough for me to say um yes they are a top 5 defense i would say they are a top 10 defense where they sit now with the potential to be a top 5
3: yeah it, it it's there's some ifs i talked about that with jeff hartman on the uh let's ride podcast on friday there's some ifs and and when we get the answer to what those ifs are on defense that's when we'll we'll get to determine that if we stay healthy at outside linebacker and and the pass rush is what we hope it can be. If the safety group can, can work in in the three safety rotation, Keanu Neal's not so far past his prime that can't keep up. If Patrick Peterson in that cornerback room can really work together, it's young and it's, and it's aging as all at the same time that room. So how does that hold up? It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Let's see there's there's a was an offensive question here as well that I, I'm missing now let's see i am sorry i'm not seeing the question anymore but um, yeah i really do think with with that um that top 5 defense question if if you get a steelers team that that can really just find itself and, and rely on their coaching and and how Terrell Austin is going to set up that defense to to make them all work together. If they can develop communication quickly, then they're going to to start to become a dangerous unit. Um, I like to pull this one up because I think this is huge for, for fans kind of on the outside looking in. It's how, how the coaches feel about specific players because they're the ones in the building the whole time. Uh, And we know that Keanu Benton was on the Steelers radar almost from the beginning with the senior bowl, you know, he was somebody that they were really looking at. And then that, that talk just kind of kept up. He's going to be the pick if he's there at at some point in the second round, turns out he was Uh, Thomas says the coaches are really high on Benton. Looks like he'll be starting or playing right away. I think he's got a role for, to do so. And uh, I think that what he says is very true. Mike Tomlin likes this guy and, and that means he's going to get playing time.
4: Yeah. I, I think he, he likes what he brings in. And I think he has continued to show um, put in the type of work that coach Tomlin likes. Um, and if you continue to do that, and then when you're lined up across from guys continue to produce, you're going to get opportunities.
3: Absolutely. Here's a question from Carrie, Jeremy and rich, who will be camp favorites. That's always a fun question. You've got your Isaac Redman award that we like to populate here uh, at the steel curtain network and behind the steel uh for under the radar players uh, that, that stand up during camp. Um, I think you're going to find Darnell Washington as a camp favorite. Uh, I think Corey Trice is going to be a camp favorite. Uh, yeah, did you Corey, have somebody? Corey, you gonna... Trice,
4: Corey Trice was mine. Uh, yeah. you know, that's where I felt. Um, I, I just think that, He's one that's going to become a camp favorite because everybody's going to continue to sit and look at him as a, as a seventh round pick. And I'm sorry, that yeah. guy was not a seventh round pick. That guy was no. a steal where yes. the Steelers got him, but because him of him being a seventh round pick, when people see what he brings, I really have a feeling he's going to be somebody that uh, we talk about a lot during camp.
3: Yeah. And I think some continuations from last year too, Jalen Warren and uh, George Pickens, I mean, they're going to be highlight reels in, in training camp. Those two guys, because of their style of play, George Pickens comes down with all the fantastic catches. There's going to, there's going to be a laser eye focus on him from the media as well, as far as his route running goes. And you're going to start seeing the clips coming out. You're going to start seeing the, the quotes coming out. Um, if, if If it's true, George Pickens looking really sharp, on routes, uh, comebacks and outs and, um, making strong cuts. And you're going to see a lot of that. If he improves there, I think he has a chance to be the standout of training camp, uh, for maybe even a second year in a row. Uh, anybody else though, that kind of sticks out to you as a guy that, that we could hear a lot of talk about. Um,
4: <laughs> <sighs> what I'm interested to see is maybe that we may hear a lot actually about Holcomb because of the role he's been picked up and stepping into we may end up hearing a lot about that if it looks like oh this guy was everything the coaches thought they were getting when they got him and he looks like he could be the answer we could hear a lot about that if he starts to show out
3: yeah absolutely uh training camp is always so much fun but this year it's going to be extremely fun because we're so high on this draft class. We're going to be following it closely. I know someone asked earlier, anybody from steel curtain network going to make it up for training camp. I'm hoping to, I've never been to training camp. Uh Rich, have you ever been to a, a training camp practice? Uh, I was, I was last year was my okay. first. Uh I plan yep. on going again
4: this year. Um I know Dave is trying to work on Jeff and Brian to see if they could get the three of them to get up there a day or at least oh, yeah. two of the three of them um so we are looking to try to get some folks up and around for training camp
3: that'd be Uh, i mean i know i'll
4: be trying to go probably one of the probably not the first day but one of the first few days they're in pads prior to friday night lights that's when i'm probably going to
3: try to get in there all right i'm sure many of our our listeners across Steelers nation will be attending a training camp. If you see one of us there, come up and talk to us. We, we love to, to get to know our listeners for sure. Um, Dave, we're going to wrap up here in in a few minutes here. Um, I'll keep looking for questions, uh, but any final thoughts though, from you as we, Oh, you found one. Let's go. I found
4: one. So um uh, I, I found this and thought, oh, it's, it's Wes. He had a fantastic question here. There is one guy from last year's 53 that's still currently on this
3: year's roster that you could cut. Huh? Who would it be? Ooh. There was one guy from last year's 53 that is still currently on this year's roster that you could cut. That's tough, man. That's a, that's a tough ask. I, probably Gunnar Olszewski. I don't think you need him. I think you've got Correct. guys that can handle kicks. Yep. Um,
4: that is exactly where I was going <laughs> okay, uh, to go. That is a guy that will be
3: fighting for his life to make this roster. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with you. Um I'm trying to think of anybody else that I would. Maybe. Uh, is, is Kendrick Green still on the roster? I think. Yes. Yeah. He, he, is. he, he, he could he, is he could go. One. he could go, um, I mean, at at some point we might even see Kevin Dotson go, and and that's not necessarily something I want to happen, but uh, he may find himself on the outside looking in, and he obviously was unhappy with um, the Steelers' moves at at interior offensive line uh, based on some of his early comments. Maybe they got him to swing around that he could have a role on the team still. Um, We've got, let's see here. We've got another question here from Afton. Which do you value more, players who make big splash plays or those who consistently move the chains or stop the chains from moving? Dave, do you have a preference here? Are you a consistency guy or a flashy guy? What you like? Did I call you Dave again? You did. <laughs> Rich. <laughs>
4: okay. uh, the, you need both. That's the Definitely. thing. You need both on your team. You know, yeah. you if, if you're that's just a team true. that's full of guys that make splash plays, you do not move the chains consistently enough to be efficient. Uh, but if you're just to have all these guys that all they do is just move the chains, sometimes we see we bog down as you get into the into the red zone and struggle to find the touchdown zone as brian yeah. anthony davis would say so Touchdown, so you yeah. need to find the right mix of guys that have that splash and guys that are are those 100 dependable you know make those tough catches over the middle
3: for yeah for to pick up first downs so it's yeah. a matter of mix it is and that's why um i absolutely love the wide receiver combination of santonio holmes and Hines ward because you had both of both in those guys. And Heinz Ward was your consistency play. He was your security blanket and he was just so good. And Santonio Holmes could, could just take the top off the defense anytime. And we saw it in an Epic Super Bowl run that will last in our memories, as long as uh, we think Steelers football. Um, So I do have to defend myself a little bit here. Dave is here. So, you know, I, I was just, you know, asking Dave, uh, in the comments, you know, rich, that's what I was <laughs> yes. doing here. Oh, okay, gotcha, It wasn't gotcha, necessarily gotcha, gotcha. directed at you. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, uh, I am, I I will admit that I, I messed up again, but, um, uh, let's bring this one up too. Cause I, I think that this, uh, echoes, um, our thoughts, happy father's day to Wes, happy father's day to everyone here. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Steelers Sunday night Q and a, um, we're going to be back with more Q and A's throughout the remainder of the off season. I'll have different guests on, but Rich, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I think we got to a lot of questions. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to be fun to, to see how the Steelers, uh, the sound of silence uh, continues throughout these, this next month or so until training camp, the storylines that we see. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some splashy moves coming up from the con artist, the con man himself, Maybe nothing. Maybe it'll be quiet and we'll see those moves in or after training camp. But whatever it is, we will have it covered here on the Steel Curtain Network. Rich and Dave on the Big Brosco podcast that follows mine and Andrew Wilbar's Steel, uh, Steelers Fix podcast on Tuesdays. Check that out. If you haven't seen that before, they are both very fun listens, if I do say so myself. And uh, you're going to have to check those out. Uh, Rich, any final words before we head out? Um, you know,
4: I, I always tell Dave, this is that little stretch. I I call this in terms of the NFL. This is your dog days of summer Yes, from now to the start of training camp. Um, I'm like you, if, if we're not hearing silence, the only sound I want to hear from the Steelers has to be related to Omar Khan. If I'm hearing something that Omar Khan wasn't playing a part in, it's probably not good right so so i will be okay with silence unless the the sound that's coming is is coming from omar khan's office um yeah no news is good
3: news ladies and gentlemen
4: other than that stay excited look forward to training camp and you know um i think somebody said up there i think it was west or somebody saying to to let us know trust trust us west as we get going um and get closer and closer to training camp. I think all our shows will be talking about if they're planning on attending at any point in time, and we will be trying to let our fans know when folks from Steel curtain network will be attending training camp, just in case any of you are there the same day, because we love to meet up uh, with anybody that would be there.
3: Absolutely. And thank you to all of you who piped in on the comment section. We appreciate you. You are the one who makes this show work. And so thank you for joining us. This time on the Steelers Sunday night Q&A for Rich Schofield. I'm Jeremy Betts. We'll talk to you next time. And I don't have my music ready, Rich. (laughs) How about that? Let me pull that up here and and get us out of here on on the right note, actually. Okay. Let's try that again. For for Rich Schofield, I'm Jeremy Betts. Have a great night. (laughs)